Well, good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to the Haggard Septon Hershey's Elk High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle at Cross Creek. Once again, we're live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. Rex Brewer along with Dane Filling, and for our first, first section, Coach A.J. Calvert sitting in as well. And Dane, uh, as always, uh, good food tonight. Uh, gizzards were in the menu for me tonight, along with Tater Tots, and that was a, it was a fine choice. You went with the... Uh, the uh, luscious St. Mary shrimp, right? I did, I did, and we were just talking before we came on air how much we are enjoying the uh, the pre-show <laughs> meal here at the head table, talking to uh, Barry Humble and Jimmy Lynn and their wives, and just talking wrestling in an hour before we're even on the air, and we're allowed to say whatever we want <laughs> before we go on air, but uh, definitely an enjoyable night, and please come out and join us as we still have 12 shows left. This year, 10 of those are going to be right here at the Double Eagle. I want to make mention about the nachos, too. <laughs> Their half order of nachos is bigger than everybody else's full order of nachos, and it's terrific. Can't beat them. The judge likes the nachos also. The judge goes for the nachos every week. Hey, I'll tell you what. Speaking of the judge, I took uh, his son to Chicago yesterday, and we went to this. Did you bring him home, too? We did. We did. We went to this German restaurant, and he ordered a pretzel, and this pretzel was as it was as big as his chest. He could have worn it as a necklace, and it would have covered all the way from his shoulder to his shoulder. He's a big boy, too. He was. And, of course, Dobie Litchfield was sitting next to him, and he's not allowed to eat right now. So <laughs> Henry was chowing down, and Dobie was just sitting there with a sad look on his face. Salivating. That's how, it, that's how it works this time of year, of course. I'd like to, like to thank the judge and the Brights for coming out. They're here about every week, along with your father. And uh, uh, the, the wives of our two special guests are, are here tonight. And uh, like to, is our buddy uh, Williams out here yet? He is not. I saw him this morning at the New Haven uh, Elementary Duels. But I He'll see Mr. be here. Mr. Bowers is Nate, over here. Getting ready there. Nate Bowers is here, one of our fine sponsors. Getting ready to join us. So we were just discussing how we were completely off the air last week. We didn't have any wrestling to, to cover. Uh, I was in attendance for South Adams Duel against Daleville and Delta. They picked up a good win against Daleville. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Daleville, one of the 1A teams for Team State. South Adams vying for that 12th and final spot. Delta looked very, very good in the lower weights especially and knocked off South Adams. But a couple of new faces there for South Adams that we're going to have to all get acquainted with, and they looked awfully good. We saw a lot of Owen Warner and Aiden Warner this year in football, and they're both in wrestling singlets this year. Uh, Aiden Warner was a starter for the basketball team last year for South Adams and has decided to switch roles. And there's some also new faces there for South Adams in uh, some of the upper weights also. So we'll talk to Coach Humble about that. As Coach Gaskell, at the beginning of the year, was unwilling to offer us any sort of information. <laughs> he, Am I he wrong? Would, he wouldn't give it up. We, we asked him we had direct questions three times, and uh, he dodged it. He just kept, he just kept I think kicking. he's working the, on his political career. Kicking the can down the <clears> road. So, But, uh, hey, we're back on the air Tuesday night, and it's going to be a, a pretty special match. It will be. New Haven coming back to town. Uh, this is the 60th anniversary of the very first match held. High school wrestling in Decatur, Indiana, when New Haven came to town. Gary Geisler was the head coach at uh, Decatur High, and it was held at the old at the old high school, which is now the Annex. And uh, Geisler was convinced it was our first match ever. I was a sophomore, a 103-pounder, and Geisler had us convinced we could whip on New Haven despite the fact they'd been wrestling for 10 years. And it was our first match ever. We hadn't even seen a match, let alone wrestled in one. Didn't go that well for Decatur High that night, but I think it'll go a little better this year for Belmont. We'll see. Thank goodness for uh, Coach Geisler's uh, motivational speeches, or else you guys might have not left the locker room, right? Eh? 
I got a I got a picture here of of Coach Geisler from that very first year in the yearbook. Yeah, they're wearing those sloppy sweats. That's guys. Yeah, he still wears them too. I mean, I, I think it's the same pair. He hasn't changed them in sixty years. Well, maybe he can wear them Tuesday night to the uh, to the match. But I I thought that it might be appropriate to uh, pull out the nineteen sixty three Belmont High School yearbook and take a look at the entry that was there for wrestling. It was a brand new sport for Decatur High School. The headline re- read "Wrestling: Our Grunt and Groan Club." And it says that this year wrestling was added to the Decatur High School athletic program. Mr. Gary Geisler coached the grapplers to a very pleasing season. This being the first year that Decatur has ever had wrestling, they competed against very stiff varsity competition. Their schedule was as follows. New Haven, Peru, mm-hmm. Pendleton, Marion, and Muncie Central. They also competed in the New Haven tourney in which New Haven, Howe, and Peru also participated. And they closed out their season by wrestling in a sectional. It says throughout the year they had several exhibition matches to acquaint Decatur fans with their new sport. And although they only won one of their matches, everyone is real proud of them because not one of the boys had ever had any previous experience in wrestling. Neither had Geisler. <laughs> For the most part. <laughs> his, his experience was he was a roommate at Ball State with a Ball State wrestler, an Indiana high school state champion who needed a workout partner, somebody small like he was, and he conned Geisler into coming out and wrestling with him. I guess that's close enough, huh? That's what he knew. Having only a few seniors on the team next year's squad should prove to be an experienced and successful team. And right here it has the caption for the team picture. And uh, we just want to encourage everybody to come out Tuesday night at Belmont for this, uh, this match between New Haven and Belmont on the 60th anniversary. If you know of any of these guys, tell them to come out on Tuesday. In the front row of the picture is Joe Baumgartner. In the second row, Neil Butcher, Sammy Bauman, Roger Conrad, Alan Calver, Gary Myers, Roger Deeth, and Dave Adams. In the third row, Dale Wass, Jim Baylor, Steve Hazelwood, Larry Ranking, Bill Underwood, and Dean Lehman. Uh, Dean Lehman will be there, I'm sure. In the fourth row, Jerry Cornish, Steve Gephardt, Scott Anderson, Ron Johnson, Ed Ionson, Kenny Hill, Terry Seeger. And in the very back row, Richard Painter, Terry Conrad, Gary Frauger, Ed Suttles, Tim Magley, and Eric Kelly. Those were the very first wrestlers in Adams County history. Any of those guys bring back memories, AJ? Quite a few and uh, several rest in peace who uh, can't be there, but they'd love to be there. So that's Tuesday night. We'll be on the air talking to Coach Lynn in our next segment, but there looks to be a decent amount of junior varsity matches, which will start at 6.30. So we expect varsity to start 7.15, 7.30. Join us on air or join us in person for all of the action. They are going to take a 10-minute intermission at the the, uh, middle of the varsity match between the 7th bout and the 8th bout. They've got some things planned, and I'm supposed to uh, let everybody know that the – it's throwback night, so you're supposed to wear the oldest Belmont wrestling shirt that you have. And the best-dressed student has got a $20 gift certificate to Pizza King, thanks to Steve Christner that is uh, awaiting their name. So if you know of anybody who's a Belmont High School student, get them your oldest wrestling shirt that you've got and uh, wear it on Tuesday night. Not, not a Belmont grad, but uh, one of our friends that's been one of our coaches this year. You have a live read for the uh, Fort Wrestling Facility, Dane. Yes, I have it right here. Uh, While you're looking, I would say uh, I'd grab my Decatur High School yellow jacket, uh, letter jacket, but I can't fit it anymore. Well, just bring it and throw it over your shoulder. I don't even know where it's at. Well, I was at the uh, New Haven Elementary Duels today, and I saw a lot of different teams, and 
all of them had at least one kid on their team wearing a Fort Wrestling Facility t-shirt at some point. So that's at 1519 Goshen Road in Fort Wayne, building young wrestlers all across the Fort Wayne area, one practice at a time. Join them for a live practice session or one of the upcoming camps that they have. You can find it on their website today at thefortwrestling.com. It's open to wrestlers seven years old through high school. Don't miss the chance to train with wrestlers from all over the area, focusing on technique and conditioning and just learning how to love the sport of wrestling. That's the Fort Wrestling Facility up in Fort Wayne. With that, the way hens have ended, and we'll be back with uh, the first period and Coach Jimmy Lynn now that he's finished his gizzards and chicken wings. And we're going to send it back to the studio for a round of messages with Steve Rouse on the board for us. We're back with uh, period number one right after this. Bowers Paint Studio on West Monroe Street in Decatur is hands down the best auto body repair shop in the Midwest. That's why your friends and neighbors give Bowers Paint Studio a five-star rating on Facebook. Your family ride get dinged in an accident? Take it to Bowers for a free estimate. Need a custom paint job for your collectible car or motorcycle? Bowers Paint Studio is the place to go. Nate works with all the insurance companies and can help you get a loaner. That's Bowers Paint Studio on West Monroe Street in Decatur. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Cross Creek Golf Club in Decatur has the perfect Christmas gift for the entire family. This year, give the gift of golf. Reduced rates for next season are now available. Student memberships, singles, couples, family, and seniors are all options on the 27-hole beautiful Cross Creek Golf Course. Gift certificates from Cross Creek make great stocking stuffers. New merchandise, including sweaters and outerwear, are also great gift ideas. Stop in soon for the best selection, Cross Creek Golf Club in Decatur. Welcome back to the Haggard Sefton Hershey Zelda High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek, once again live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. And we're joined by our uh, guest for the interview section for period number one. And uh, Coach Lynn, I didn't steer you wrong in the gizzards, did I? No, they were delicious. You're exactly right. There you go. Uh, I've, I've not had bad food at the Double Eagle ever, but then look at me. I'm not real picky. <laughs> Well, we're always happy to invite a, uh, a first-time guest. And Coach Lynn, thank you for joining us. Very appropriate that you join us just two days before this big match between Belmont and New Haven. And uh, I, I have a feeling from talking to you and in previous years that the significance of 60 years isn't lost on you. Obviously, it, it doesn't have as much meaning for the New Haven side of things, but I feel like you, you at least recognize that it's a, a fairly momentous night for, for Belmont wrestling. Yeah, uh, we're lucky to be a part of it. And I think it was, what, five years ago we were part of the, the 55th anniversary where we had at the old Decatur High School, which was a it was a great facility, it was a great atmosphere, and uh, we're just happy to grow wrestling and get things out there. And 60 years is a long time. So. Now, now, was uh, Stan Hostler part of that original program, or did he come in after that? Um, God, I gotta, we'd have to ask AJ in the podcast yeah, Coach section. Humble might know when he comes on here, but, yeah, I think – so Coach Hostel was not the first coach at New Haven. I do know that. Um, I think uh, Coach Thomas was. So, um, Do you know how far back? When did New Haven start their program? Um, we were about 10 years ahead of Belmont, so we're coming up on 70. Okay. Yep. 
Yeah, and uh, as I was in your hallways today checking out the concession stands, I noticed that you've got a pretty nice uh, athletic Hall of Fame with some some pretty big names there, yeah. uh, not just in wrestling but across all sports. New Haven's got a pretty nice facility there now. Yeah, it's it's excellent. We're we're very lucky that our community came together and we, we got that. We have a great new wrestling facility. Our wrestling room is phenomenal. Um, a new Ox gym, updates to our new gym. So it's 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 been good. I'm not sure if we've hosted Belmont there since we've had our updates, to tell you the truth. Well, I heard you say over our food earlier that you have 38 out for the team this year. Yep, roughly. We got, we got a few out with some grade issues and, you know, but... Yeah, we got 38 on the team. And I, I mean this in the in the kindest sense, but as a sports editor and following all sports in the last year or so, two years, I feel like New Haven has, has really struggled in some of the team sports across boys and girls. So I'm really excited to hear you say that you've got 38 kids out for wrestling. Yes. Because I've seen softball, uh, volleyball, girls' soccer really struggle over the last couple of years. So that's good news that, that, that wrestling's got good numbers. Yeah, uh, our, our girls' sports have, have had a rough time of it at New Haven, but the, their coaches are doing a great job to try to get them better and improve that. And we've been fortunate enough in wrestling that we usually have decent numbers. So, And this is the biggest team that I've had. But we usually we have 25, 30 kids, typically what it is. Well, you know, in the last... 10 or 15 years, East Allen has gone through such a transformation of uh, changing districts and, and, and open enrollment and an influx of uh, a lot of different kids that, that you probably weren't used to having at New Haven before. And it's really changed the dynamic um, in East Allen. And I know as a football coach, you probably saw that. But as a wrestling coach, I think it's kind of been the same story. Uh, absolutely, I, I love the the eclectic group that we have at New Haven. Um, obviously, football, you know, they um, they improved quite a bit when when we had that influx, and now uh, wrestling, we get just a lot of different kids that have different backgrounds and different stories, and and that's what I love about coaching at New Haven is uh, the type of kids that I can help, um, not just become better wrestlers, become better people in general. So you've already started your season, uh, like Belmont has. You've got five wins under your belt already. You saw a very good Norwell team. I would say at this point a surprisingly good Norwell team uh, last week. Tell us a little bit about your season so far. Yeah, so we opened up. We had uh, it was basically we moved. A pro- we were at Homestead typically Thanksgiving weekend, but we moved it up so we could start on opening weekend just to get matches under our belt better. Um, the, the competition wasn't uh, super tough, but we scheduled that so we could get some sectional seeds against some teams that we don't normally see, and uh, we did really well. We went 5-0 and there. Then uh, we had Norwell uh, come in this past Thursday, who was we knew they were they were solid in matchups was a problem for us. Um, we did have three guys out of our lineup, I think, would have really made a big difference. Easton Doster didn't wrestle. That would have been a huge swing for us. Um, we had a COVID issue. We lost a match in overtime. Uh, we ended up losing by, I think, 16. But I think if we wrestled them full strength, it's, it's a lot closer. Well, Mr. Doster was back in action this morning. I <laughs> saw him officiating at the, uh, at the elementary duels. Um, talking about Norwell and the NE8, what do you think about the conference this year? Our conference is always tough. I think, obviously, you guys have Belmont at the top. I think every, anybody you ask that question about is going to say, you have the same answer, Belmont's the front runner for the conference. But I think after that, I think it becomes really close. I really think uh, Norwell is going to be up there. I think 
Columbia City has a strong team, and Mill Belmont didn't really have a problem beating them. But I think, comparatively speaking, the rest of those teams, seven teams, are going to be super close. you got teams that typically have been on the bottom getting better. DeKalb's having a, a good start to their program. They've had solid middle school programs the last couple of years, and it's really starting to show. And, um, yeah, so just the competitiveness in the NEA is it's exciting every year, and you really don't, you don't know what's going to happen, you know. So part of my job as sports editor at the paper is to always try to find the storyline in matches, and I would say that the storyline, at least for my article that's going to run Tuesday, are your two new- newcomers in uh, your two lowest weights, and Giuliano Campo and Mr. Doster. Why don't you tell us a little bit about their background and what it means to have two freshmen like that on your team? Yeah, we'll just start with Juliana. She's uh, she's kind of new to our program. She's um, they they moved into New Haven this year, so uh, we're excited about her. So I haven't had a lot of opportunity to coach her, but obviously I've I've watched a lot of film on her and just uh, the type of person she is, the type of wrestler she is, and her work ethic is incredible. And I think a lot of people want to know. I I did talk to Sam today. Uh, we 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 talk a lot about girls wrestling on here. Um, she intends to wrestle a boys' varsity season this year, the way Absol- it sounds. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. We've, we've touched on the possibilities of her. We'll have to kind of look at the weights and everything to see if she's able to wrestle in the girls' state finals or the girls' regional, but that would be the only thing that she does just for girls because she is our, our full-time varsity 106. So we, she's had challenges, and she's beat some. We've got good kids at that weight. Timmy Rocha, is a, he's a conference champ last year, and she beat him, and he's filled in for us. Um, when Easton's been out and then when she was out the first weekend. But, uh, no, she's she's great. She's great in just positions that she gets herself in and how well she wrestles out of them. You know she's been wrestling since she's five years old, and, you know, that's nothing that I've done so far. But hopefully, you know, the course of the next four years that I have with her, I can make an impact on her, on her career and better her as a wrestler. Well, we've plugged her a little bit earlier in the season and on our show, but I mean, Indiana Matt's given her enough respect that she's ranked in the top 16 uh, with the rest of the boys at 106, and that hasn't happened since uh, Kayla, Kayla Miracle. Miracle, I think. Yeah, she's, um, and it's, and it's well-deserved, her, like I said, her work ethic, and uh, she'll, get a, she'll get a good test next Saturday when she wrestled Bryce Clark from Leo. Uh, I think he's ranked in the top ten. He's number two in our semi-state behind Jalen May from Peru. So that'll be a good test for her and one she's fully capable of uh, stepping up to the mat on. So, Jimmy, now do you have other girls on your team? Yeah, we have seven girls, actually. So um, we have two other 106s. We have a 38, a 52. Um, right off the top of my head, I know I'm missing a couple. But, yeah, we have seven. And, yeah. you guys, and you've had some pretty darn good girls wrestlers over the last three or four years. Yeah, we've. In the last three seasons, we've been second, third, and eighth in team state, or in the girls' the girls' part. Sorry. So yeah, we've we've had some success, and, and this is the most we've had. Typically, we have about four or five. Um, so we're, we're growing that part of our program, and I think everybody in the state's growing that part of their program. It's just exciting. Now, different coaches run it differently. Do you run that practice different? You run it separate, run it at the same time. You have a different coach. You have a different area. How do you run yours? We do have uh, a couple of our coaches that do focus more on our girl wrestlers, but no, we run our practices at the same time. Um, for the most part, the weights actually work out pretty good where they can partner up with other females, but it's not unheard of that they, especially for Juliana, she wrestles all of our, our male wrestlers. It's just what she needs to do to better herself. So tell us a little bit about Mr. Doster then. He's going to be your varsity 113-pounder Tuesday yep. night. So he made scratch weight the first weekend. Um, 
and just again another in, incredible wrestler i've known easton owen was his brother so i've known him probably started wrestling when he was seven or so and was active in our club and then he got to the point where he went out and started looking for better competition and finding better partners and then he kind of hooked up i guess i got to give some a shout out to madman wrestling tim myers is I mean, done great things with him, and he works with the Warrior RTC with Wade McClurg and uh, Graylin Early. I've had the opportunity to sit in and watch some of his privates with him and learned a lot myself, but just the amount of work that he's put in over the last uh, couple seasons, especially coming off a pretty significant ACL injury as an eighth grader, is just remarkable where, where he's at right now at such a young age. Well, one of the things that we always like to ask our first-time guests is a, a little bit of a personal wrestling story I have written down on our agenda we had a really interesting talk with brett smith last year talking about his high school basketball career and that he never actually wrestled in high school and that was really interesting to to hear from him so why don't you give us a little bit of background on yourself as a as a wrestler well mine actually probably pretty similar to his um ultra varsity wrestler in high school but the only reason i really wanted to wrestle was because i was a i was a football player i was all-state football player and my uh and i was a basketball player i went to wicko high school so i don't know if you're familiar with that but back in the Back in the 90s when I went to school, Wicko basketball was, was pretty good. And that's what I envisioned myself being during high school. But then I got better at football, and the wrestling coach talked to me my freshman year and kind of decided that football is going to be way better for me than dribbling the ball around, which I wasn't very good anyway. So uh, it didn't really matter. But that's kind of how I got the start. And uh, it did help me become a better football player, and it's helped me recruit football players going forward because that's just part of my story. So we will actually be at your place on December, is that 18th? Does that sound right? Is that your 10-way? Yes. So we'll be covering the Adam Central match. And then you also wrestle Adam Central that week before, right? Correct, yeah. We wrestle them on Tuesday. It's a busy week for us. We wrestle Adam Central on Tuesday, Snyder on Thursday, and then we have the 10-team tournament on Saturday. Okay, so we have this Snyder match on air between Belmont and Snyder okay. on Tuesday right. while you're wrestling Adam Central, and then you wrestle Snyder on Thursday? Correct, yep. Okay, and then Adam Central on Saturday. So, Dane, the uh, first period has wound its way to an end, and we're going to send it back to the studio for a round of messages and be back with uh, our second coach, uh, Coach Barry Humble, right after these messages. Hi, this is Jesse from Heller Nursery. Heller Nursery is located in between Decatur and Bluffton on 400 West. Christmas is right around the corner. Heller Nursery has fresh cut greens and wreaths for decorating. Don't forget Christmas trees and poinsettias. Come see our wide selection of houseplants and indoor pottery. New crops are available weekly. Check out Heller Nursery's Facebook page for current selection and specials. We are open seven days a week, year round. DDD Maintenance and Repair, owned and operated by Shane Reynolds, has your local professionals for heavy-duty truck and diesel engine repair. DDD Maintenance and Repair also offers full-service sand and glass blasting for your surface restoration projects. Whether it's getting your heavy-duty truck and diesel engine running like new or sandblasting your project to look like new, we have a blast renewing the past. Give Shane and the guys a call at 260-223-5442. That's DDD Maintenance and Repair. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best Paul Baker Drywall. 
Second Hershey's High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Once again, we're live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill, where the drinks are cold and the food is always good, as our, our, co- our next guest, Coach Barry Humble, uh, found out on his own. Coach, what was your choice for tonight? I had uh, wings and shrimp and onion rings on the side. Always a good choice. <laughs> well, Coach, welcome back. Thank you. Um, very excited to have you on the show. Got to talk to you on Thursday with South Adams match against Delta. And I know that the South Adams program is really excited about this year. Uh, I think at some point yesterday when I was in Chicago, Coach Gaskell was so excited. I finally had to text him. I said, hey, Coach, I'm, I'm in Chicago right now. Just <laughs> give me 12 hours and I'll respond to you again. Well, but uh, so very exciting things happening down at, uh, at South Adams. But the first thing that I wanted to ask you about is you know this match that Belmont's wrestling on Tuesday 60 years now that we've had high school wrestling in Adams County what are your overall thoughts on that idea first of all I'm glad I'm still alive (laughs) Um, I was telling AJ that um, one of the teams that um, Belmont or Decatur wrestled that in the beginning was uh, Pendleton uh, the high school outside of the walls. <laughs> and uh, that's where I went to school. And Pendleton started wrestling. Uh, I was in the eighth grade. And uh, so AJ was a sophomore. But they, they allowed for us eighth graders to come and, because we wanted to wrestle in the high school. So um, I have that remembrance of all, of all these years. And uh, the coaches uh, that that have been at Belmont um, and, De- and through Decatur with Gary uh, have been have been trendsetters. Um, so that when I came to Adam Central, that was a, that was what we wanted to try to make up. So the interesting thing to me is that in my basically in my entire lifetime of being in professional as a coach, uh, <clears throat> it's always been either you know Decatur. Or, or Belmont High School, and the excellence has never really um, dropped down. It's always been top-notch. Do you think that, that Coach Geisler ever thought that we'd be here today <laughs> talking about the sport the way we are? I know you're an Indiana Matt guy. I heard yep. you talking about being on the message boards and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Uh, there's a couple of gentlemen from Hendricks County, from either Avon or Brownsburg, who don't quite understand what wrestling's like here in uh, Adams County. Do you, do you think back then anybody could have imagined that, that, that it would be like it is today? Knowing Gary, as I do, uh, he was optimistic. But to think that uh, three relatively small schools in the scheme of things um, would be this successful for this many years um, is probably... I, I, it would be hard to imagine that 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 that, that could happen, um, but I still believe that we're the number one wrestling uh, county, irregardless of our friends down in Hendricks County. <laughs> well, if you look at the athletics in general, the number of state tournament level teams that have been champions or runner-ups in all the different sports—the Belmont volleyball, the football teams—the last two years in a row, Adam Central. I mean, it, it takes that group of athletes to make that happen. You know, Adam Central and South Adams played back-to-back state finals football. So, I mean, that just shows you that those two teams used to be in the same sectional, and whoever made it out went a long way. So, it's a, it's really a testament to the athletic 
ability of all these kids in Adams County that have put them at this level. And, and you know, there, there's a lot of genetics that are running on, too, because a, a lot of these um, athletes, their parents also competed for their respective schools, and uh, there's that ingrown, homegrown uh, attitude that is pretty hard to uh, duplicate in, uh, like, the big city schools. Uh, one thing that we've talked about over the last year or two, and especially when Coach Curry's been on, has been talking about the evolution of what used to be sort of a bitter rivalry, uh, definitely going back to your era between <laughs> Adam Central and, and, and Belmont, but now we kind of protect each other. And even, you know, talking to Coach Lynn about New Haven, you know, I'm, I'm always rooting for the New Haven kids when we get to semi-state, when we get to state. And that, that's changed a little bit. And we've talked a lot in the last year or two about the Fort Wayne area sticking together and trying to find success. But I feel like that's really changed in the last 10 or 15 years for Adams County Wrestling, whereas it used to be us versus them. Now it, it, it seems a little bit more, at least countywide, that we're all kind of rooting for each other. Well, my, my experience would be that uh, during the regu regular season, it was uh, <clears throat> us versus them. When we got to the Snyder Regional, it was uh, Adams County versus the world, you know. And uh, it, it always amazed me, but it thrilled me that people who yelled against my kids would also now yell for mm -hmm. our kids. Uh, but I think what's happened is that we have... Uh, more open tournaments, more um, places where kids can practice together, and they develop not only a respect for each other, but uh, they, they actually genuinely like each other. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that I think it, it pushes each other to be better, but it's a better understanding of the success. So, uh, Barry, I think my, my uh, career has went full circle now. I wrestled <laughs> against you as an athlete. Right. Uh, I refereed for you for years at multiple different schools that you how many different schools you coached at and now you're on our radio show so it's broadcast so i've went full circle with you coach <laughs> well i appreciate that rex i my, my one of my fondest memories and i'm sure you'll remember this is uh at the snyder regional when uh <clears throat> mr grimaud knocked off <laughs> that's why we're best friends because i couldn't beat greg yanni and, and he pinned him and i'd beaten mike twice already in season, yeah. so it, it made me real happy that year <laughs> well coach we had Coach Lynn on on our previous segment, and I'd like to give you an opportunity just to talk about what you know about him and what he's done at the at the New Haven program and kind of continued your legacy that you that you uh, you left him. Well, Jimmy and I talked about this. I didn't really realize that uh, it was 25 years ago that I went to New Haven, and um, Jimmy came later and. Um, I didn't know him personally, but uh, the thing that excited me is I was going to have an I was going to have an opportunity to have an assistant coach that was in the building, and, and more importantly, was on the in the football program. And so there now I've got somebody that can recruit because I'm just the old guy out of town, you know, that comes in, um, and and he was also uh, in the weight training program. So it seemed like a terrific fit, and uh, I. I can't say enough good things about uh, Coach Lynn. Uh, I, I enjoyed having him. He helped me to maintain the, the decorum that I needed to do. He got excited, but uh, he, he was a great coach. And I knew that when the time came for me to retire that I didn't want to hang around 
and just keep hanging on and uh, not let him have a chance to be the and so I wanted to make sure that he was the guy that followed me, and I, I'm extremely proud. Let me check that. Technically, you've never retired, have you? <laughs> well, I thought I have. <laughs> well, that's a perfect segue into our, our next line of questions, and that is, you know, we've seen South Adams now wrestle twice. Uh, a great win for them on Tuesday. I'm not sure if Thursday was a disappointment, but I know that they definitely felt like that they were in that match. Why don't you tell us a little bit, about this South Adams team so far and a little bit about some of the newcomers to the team? Well, the, there's a couple of things that are extremely exciting to us is that we have 25 kids right now uh, when everybody's healthy and everything's going right. Uh, we haven't had that, so we have opportunities to do some floating around in positions. Um, we, we don't have to forfeit. Um, so those are all markers. The kids... The kids really, really want to be there, and they want to be successful. Um, we have, this week, we put seven starters on the mat that before this year never wrestled a, a varsity match. And um, they, they did pretty well for themselves. And they didn't look green. No. <laughs> and, that, and that, I think, is the big thing. Anybody can find somebody to make weight. But what I saw this week was probably six out of seven at least, or even maybe seven out of seven, that are ready to win some matches. Yes. Not guys who are going to go two and 24. Right. Um, obviously, uh, people are interested in knowing that we have Owen Warner and Aiden Warner, but we also have Chase Myers, a, a new guy. Um, and and uh, Thursday night, I witnessed a guy wrestling that I've never seen get any more excited about um, going out there and wrestling, and he pins... The young man, uh, and he wasn't a shabby wrestler that he wrestled, but we, we've all got things to learn. But uh, uh, I, I'm, I, we're very pleased with the kids we've got out there, and we've been shifting some kids around. We haven't wrestled the same lineup in either of the two matches. Um, I, I think we have, a, we have a lineup that I think can be successful if we're fortunate to get invited to the team state. So and, and the other thing that I noticed in the Delta match, even though the score wasn't as well, if you were just watching the wrestling, it was at a pretty high level. And for us, only the second match of the year, and Delta's already wrestled four or five. Uh, I mean, it was back and forth. Um, Silas Loshi ha has a Tuttle on his back, almost pinned. I mean, you know, those, those kind of things are pretty exciting. So, Coach, we talked to uh, Jesse Gaskell earlier in the season, and, and we kind of talked about your role. Why don't you tell us what your role is? Is it kind of coach, or is it more that Lou Holtz kind of mentor kind of role? It's, it's, when, when Jesse asked me to come back, he uh, asked me to um, – he called me the heart doctor. He said, I want you to work with their head and their hearts. <laughs> and uh, So I get a chance to do what I think are some of the fun things of, about coaching – uh, without any responsibilities, you know. Um, so I'm I'm there in the practice room every day, and um, I get a chance to visit with the kids, talk to the team, uh, try to, you know, get their heads and their hearts lined up, um, so that they can be so they can be as successful as they can be. So just running down as we couldn't get any answers from Coach Gaskell on that <laughs> South Adams. Roster. They got Gabe Newenschwander, who's a new freshman at 106. Caden Davidson's wrestling 113. I was pretty impressed by Terrence Ayer, a sophomore at 120. Logan Bauman is a senior. 
ready to, to knock some heads, I think, at 126. Bullenbacher's at 32. Silas was at 38. Then Owen, uh, Owen Warner was at 145 on Thursday. A.J. Dahl is in at 150, but 152 could go 160. We saw Maverick Somerset at 170, but I think it could be a flip-flop between, or actually Maverick was 182 on Thursday, mm -hmm. and Aiden Warner was at 170. And then above that, you've got a ton of guys, which I think is great. Mm -hmm. Rather than just having one 220 and one heavyweight, you've got uh, nine guys here listed at 195 or above. Chase Myers, you men mentioned, Phoenix Boxel. Thomas Murphy broke his leg in football season, but looks to be pretty close to coming back. And uh, Kobe Eaton at, at heavyweight has looked pretty darn decent for a, a newcomer. Yes. So, so Dane, our uh, our second period has wound its way down to the end. You do have a ad to read for our uh, wonderful guests here tonight, or our wonderful hosts tonight. I we just talk about gizzards for thirty seconds. I think. Man, we can. <laughs> I got I got lunch for tomorrow. I got gizzards and tots for lunch tomorrow. I also have my my lunch and i may share it a little bit with my buddy matt monroe who's listening right now we eat lunch together every day we spent all day yesterday in chicago but i tell you what we went all the way to chicago the food wasn't as good as it was here tonight wonderful uh host we have here we're glad to be here and uh you're wearing a hat says paul baker drywall who is one of the commercials coming up in this break so we're gonna send back to studio steve rouse run the board for us for a round of commercials we'll be back with more of the uh, third period right after this hi this is joel at decatur package liquors locally owned since 1965 I promise competitive prices and the best service in town. Stop in and ask me for details about our new Beer of the Month Club with all our great variety. We offer bulk buy discounts for weddings, graduation parties, and other big celebrations. Special orders are also available and highly recommended. Don't forget about Wine Wednesday where you get the best savings. Decatur Package Liquor, it's located right on 13th Street. Come on guys, it's where your friends shop. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Hi, this is Jesse from Heller Nursery. Heller Nursery is located in between Decatur and Bluffton on 400 West. Christmas is right around the corner. Heller Nursery has fresh cut greens and wreaths for decorating. Don't forget Christmas trees and poinsettias. Come see our wide selection of houseplants and indoor pottery. New crops are available weekly. Check out Heller Nursery's Facebook page for current selection and specials. We are open seven days a week, year round. Welcome back to the Hager Sefner Hershey's Elf High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Once again, we're live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill, and the third period has started, and we're joined by Coach Jimmy Lynn along with uh, Coach Humble. And I wanted to discuss a little bit two of the big super duels coming up over the next two weekends that we will be covering here on WZBD, and that starts with the ACAC Conference Duels. And... Coach Humble, I know you're excited about those. Coach Lynn, you're probably excited about them just from the perspective of you're going to be participating in a very similar competition next year as a head coach as the NEA uh, switches to that. But I wanted to run through the schedule here. Uh, we are going to be on the air for the first two rounds on Saturday, I believe, is our broadcast schedule. But on Friday night, if you head down to Jay County, you can um, – 
check out Coach Humble's South Adams Starfires against Jay County, who I would say at this point are probably the favorites, yep. along, with, along with Adam Central, to uh, take that title. Adam Central will wrestle Woodland, and then Heritage will take on Bluffton. And then in the second round on Friday evening, it'll be Southern Wells against South Adams, Jay County against Bluffton, which will also be a good match, and then Adam Central versus Heritage. When we come on the air then, bright and early at, I believe, 9 a.m. on Saturday, we will be covering the South Adams versus Bluffton match along with the Jay County versus Adam Central match. That was a great match last year between Adam Central and Jay County. It got heated. Eric Myers raised his voice at one point. I remember it vividly. Uh, but that should be a great match and probably the championship match, although I know South Adams wants to make a little bit of noise in that tournament also. We'll also then cover the second round Saturday morning, which will see Southern Wells versus Bluffton, Woodland versus Heritage, and then our county rivalry between Adam Central and South Adams. So a good day of wrestling, a good two days of wrestling next weekend for sure. Yes, um, I, I think that of all the duels that they've had, there's, there's uh, four teams that are pretty, you know, you could toss a blanket over them. And um, there's a lot of implications that happen from that in, in regards of trying to get into the 1A team state duels. So um, I like it that we start off with Jay County. You know, you come in, the school day's over. Uh, you know, there's no excuses. You're ready to rock and roll. Um, the fact that it's down in Jay County is not my favorite place, but so be it. That's where it's at. So we're going to go and, and, uh, and, and be ready to wrestle. It's a fun format. For sure. And Coach Lynn, I don't know how much has actually been decided about the NE8's version of this next year. I don't know if we have a venue or if we're going to go with two on Friday and five on Saturday. That's my assumption. That's what it's going to be as of right now. It's two on Friday and then five on Saturday. And there's just, I think we're going to rotate it through. I'm not exactly sure if there will be a host. Uh, Columbia City is obviously a host with their new uh, facility. And I believe East Noble is going to be a host as well in Huntington North. So I think it's a four team. Not everybody wants to host it just for obvious reasons. Well, it's certainly an interesting set of days. And, you know, what Coach Humble said, in the ACAC at least, um, over the last couple of years, you know, Heritage, Southern Wells, Woodland have been down a little. But there's still some, uh, some, a little bit of a chess game there in manipulating your lineup giving some guys some breaks, especially on Saturday when you're wrestling four times, trying to make that work. But then there's also seeding for the conference tournament. And sure. I think a lot of people, when we switched to the, the, the duels format, thought that maybe the duels format would cheapen the ACAC tournament or vice versa. And what I found from talking to a lot of people in the conference is the exact opposite. Everybody wants to win the duels, but as soon as the duels are over, they start talking about the conference tournament. And the switch that they did of moving the conference tournament to Friday night has made it even better, yep. in my opinion. And um, it's, we had a great time last year at uh, Jay County and the year before when it was at Bluffton. Two great tournaments with two very different formats, but uh, three or four teams that are absolutely vying for those titles. And there are a lot of things that happen in that first weekend in December uh, that, that, that correlate over to January. You remember the matches that you had, or you remember that this kid didn't wrestle this weight and now he's in your weight 
And uh, I just think it's a really good format. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the opportunity to have all those in the two days and plus give us four extra duels as, uh, you know, we can go out and kind of shop for the ones that we want to have. So uh, it's exciting. Um, and your, I didn't know you guys did your conference tournament on a Friday night. Well, the ACAC, uh, and I don't have as much experience in the ACAC, but when I was a kid growing up, it used to be on a Friday night, and I don't know how far back that goes. They, they went to that format and did it the, you know, the same weekend that the ACAC basketball tournament went on. So we had the wrestling on Friday night. There was no other ac activities going on. And so wherever it was at, they about filled the gym. And then the, the, the winning team got to go on TV with Hilliard Gates uh, at the basketball tournament at the Coliseum. So that was pretty exciting. Yeah, because years, I would work the Thursday night of the SAC. Yep. I'd work the ACC on Friday and then the, the finals of the SAC on Saturday. So I did a three, three nights in a row. So do we know yet, is the NE8, is that going to be on the NE8 triple duel yep. weekend? It's so going to be the same? It'll be next week, or yes, next weekend. Yeah, so, so we're kind of hoping for our broadcast schedule's sake that we can kind of pick and choose when we see the schedules next year. We'll probably be at one of those on Friday night and then at the other one on, on Saturday. Well, on December 12th, 1992, I was supposed to referee that uh, eight, NE8 triple duel and uh, – I had a daughter who was born at 8 o'clock that morning, so I didn't make that tournament. So I called ahead, Probably and they said, yeah, we got two guys here. So, so I know what day that was. Yeah. So looking forward, Coach Humble, uh, beyond the ACAC duels, I know you talked a lot about 1A Team State. We were talking about it over food, talking about um, Indiana Matt. There's a thread right now talking about who do you think should be the last team. And I loved the idea when it was first presented, and then I thought, oh, man, this could really be – this could really be controversial, but now it's been kind of fun for everybody to know that there's one spot out there. Here are our credentials. This is what we've done. This is what these other teams have done. And uh, you guys have really set yourselves up with a schedule that's allowed you to take a shot at a couple different teams. After the ACAC duels then, you're heading down to Cowan to, t to take on Coach Abbott. Yeah, right. And um, I, I give a lot of credit to... Coach Gaskell and to uh, Jason Arnold, our athletic director, for putting this together because you, you, these are the teams we need to meet in December to find out if we're that good. And then we follow that Thursday up. We're going to the Newcastle Super Duels, and we're going to see Centerville. And so Centerville, Cowan, and Daleville, Adams Central, are already in in the 1A, and Jay's in in the 2A. So our thoughts are if we can do well against those, then – we, we, we probably can earn a spot. Yeah, and you've already got one win over a team that's going to be at the 1A state duels in Daleville, and a, a second win would give you that much more of a claim. Yes, and, and here's the thing that I like about the idea of, ha of having a December uh, <clears throat> vote-in kind of thing is because the whole process is based upon what kids did last year to get to that point. And there are teams, quite honestly, and Jay County proved it last year, that you know they came in as a as a vote in and they they looked pretty good down there against all those teams that had uh, a previous record. So uh, I, I like the format and it's it, it helps for momentum. It helps uh, motivation. So it, I think it's a good plan. Well, and, one of the things that the coaches association did was was go out and ask teams. And I know Coach Lynn, you sent an email, but a lot of it just comes down to with the format that we have now. You've had to keep 
a spot open on your schedule if you're wanting to consider it, or at least you have a, a, a spot on your schedule that you're willing to toss away to add those two points to go to Team State. But a, a lot of teams are out there saying, hey, we think that we're uh, appropriate for, for getting into this. We have the room on our schedule we want to accept. And it, it, it's kind of paid even more respect and sort of build up the, the, the Team State. Yeah, it's exciting. So before our loss to Norwell, and, and hopefully we're still under consideration, hopefully they'll consider that we weren't full strength at that point. But yeah, it's exciting just to have the opportunity. You know, uh, we've, got a, we've got a solid lineup. I think we, we could have a little bit of consideration. Now, obviously, there's some teams out there that are, are thinking the same thing. So Hey, hey Coach Humble, you can take something back to Coach Gaskell. Um, one of the guys who's pretty influential on that extra team vote in uh, drinks beer on Sunday nights here at the Double Eagle. So... Maybe you want to come and show up and see if you can coerce a uh, opening spot there on that boat. That's this guy right there. <laughs> We've known that. <laughs> he's not. He's not wrong. But uh, I, I do think that as we continue to develop the team state tournament, and you, you, you just talk to different people, and it doesn't matter where you're at, whether you're at an elementary duels or you're at a, a super duel or just a duel on a Thursday night, people want to talk about team state. And we were talking earlier about how important wrestling is in Adams County. But I, I see it in a lot of places where Adams County is not even involved. They want to talk about who's invited, who's going to wrestle who, who's going to be seated where. Uh, you know, when I go to eat my breakfast at Mishawaka, somebody's going to come up to me and, and, and talk about where cathedral should be seated. All of those types of things, you can't escape it. And it's really fun to see people that excited about the event. I know when we go way back to the very first couple of years and people talked about its legitimacy, I think we've put those, those questions to rest. Yeah, we kind of talked about that the last week when the first couple of years, it's like IHSAA kind of gave up on it and it became like an afterthought and the coach association ran it. Everybody was like, yeah, it's not the real deal. If you win a team dual meet state championship now, you get a banner hanging your, in your gymnasium because it's the real deal. And people follow it. Like Dane said, the people are really behind it and it's taken on a whole new um, – you know, look as it did the first couple of years when the coach association ran it. Amen. Yep. Team Mantra. Oh, yeah, I got to pull up my ad here. And I'll tell you that if you want to look as good as Barry Humble does, Matt's side, you need to get on South Adams Team Store. Team Mantra is the one who is selling the gear for South Adams this year, as they also sold the gear for Belmont Wrestling. They did uh, all of Grant Mosier's wardrobe, and we know what kind of fashionista he is. So they have large sizes. <laughs> but nobody handles screen printing and apparel like Team Mantrawear in Bluffton, providing high-quality and creative apparel for South Adams football, South Adams wrestling, Belmont wrestling, and many others. Team Mantra takes all the work coaches and volunteers used to do, taking orders and collecting money, and does that work for you. You can set up an online store and let the local experts at Team Mantra take care of the rest. They do custom designs. They do all kinds of apparel and gear. But uh, it was wonderful. As somebody who's handled apparel for the last couple of years for Belmont, we gave them the design. They came through. They, they gave us all kinds of options for all kinds of different gear. And they take care of all of the sorting. And they hand deliver it from Bluffton. So Coach Lynn wants to get New Haven gear. He calls up Team Mantra. He tells them, hey, this is what I want to do. This guy, at Team Mantra, they set up the link. Coach Lynn sends out his link to all of his families and all of his wrestlers. Everybody buys it. They handle all the money. And two weeks later, everything is sorted, bagged, individually labeled, and ready to go out to all of his wrestlers. And he never has to handle any money or any order forms. And it's very easy to find. I was doing a football game in Bluffton one night, and I was sitting in the McDonald's drive-thru on the way out. And I looked, and I was like, 
oh, there's Team Mantra. So looking out the drive-through entrance of McDonald's, Team Mantra is right across the street. Right there on the main drag in Bluffton. So with that, we're going to send it back to Studio Steve Rouse for another round of commercials. We'll be back with the overtime period right after this. Brad Weber proudly supports the WZBD Wrestling Coaches Show. He also supports youth football in Adams County as a board member of the Decatur Football League and president of Belmont Cadet Football, giving our youth the chance to learn the great game of football. Some of the best football players in our area have also been fantastic wrestlers. That's why famous coaches like Joe Gibbs and John Madden always wanted wrestlers on their team. Find out more about youth football opportunities by giving Brad a call at 452-7045 or email bw at bradweberlaw.com. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Hi, this is Joel at Decatur Package Liquors, locally owned since 1965. I promise competitive prices and the best service in town. Stop in and ask me for details about our new Beer of the Month Club with all our great variety. We offer bulk buy discounts for weddings, graduation parties, and other big celebrations. Special orders are also available and highly recommended. Don't forget about Wine Wednesday where you get the best savings. Decatur Package Liquor, it's located right on 13th Street. Come on guys, it's where your friends shop. Looking for a trusted name in home or farm insulation? Ted Sprunger Insulation has been taking care of families in our area since 1978. When it comes to spraying foam and cellulose insulation, Ted Sprunger Insulation can't be beat for service or price. Give them a call today at 273-5068 or at 824-3021. That's 273-5068 or 824-3021. Ted Sprunger Insulation. Welcome back to Haggard Sefner Hershey's Elf High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle at Cross Creek. Once again, live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. Nice group of fans out here to listen tonight. Uh, one of our sponsors, Nate Bauer's Body Shop, is here to listen tonight. Uh, got the judge, got the brights in the house. Yeah, and after a little bit of a lull uh, last week without any wrestling on the radio, we hit it full bore here over the next two weeks, and then we get ready for the holidays. But then we're right back out. Uh, Super exciting. WZBD is going to be broadcasting the placement round of the Al Smith uh, Classic for the very first time ever. I'm very excited working with the Mishawaka AD to make that uh, reality. And then you and I will be live for our show doing a pre-tournament show for the Al Smith uh, the, day, the day of the first day. And uh, just really excited about that. I do want to go over our extensive sports schedule over the next week or two. You know, I always say the leader in sports in Adams County, and I'm not wrong, Dane. And uh, tomorrow night at 6.05, you're going to hear Matt Painter, coach of the number one ranked Purdue Boilermakers. Tomorrow night at 6.05, the Pacers are on after that. And then Tuesday night, it's all Belmont Wrestling as they take on Coach Lynn's Bulldogs. It will be live somewhere between 6.30 and 7 p.m. Tune in for that if you're not coming in person. Then on Wednesday, we've got boys basketball Winchester at South Adams. On Thursday, we've got those number one Boilermakers as they travel to New Jersey to take on Rutgers. That's a 6 o'clock pregame with a 7 o'clock tip. Then on Friday night, we've got Pacers basketball starting at 6.30. On Saturday, we've got the high school basketball coaches show with Matt Conversay at 8 a.m. 
And then, Rex, as soon as we can get Matt to stop talking about basketball, you and I will be live from Jay County to cover the first two rounds of those ACAC duels. Then you've got a really good game between Purdue and NC State on Sunday before we're back here for High School Wrestling Weekly on December 12th. Looking for another big crowd out here on that Sunday night as uh, the food's always good and uh, our our. Our buddy's not here. Mr. Williams is not here tonight. No, he's not. He must have had too much wrestling at New Haven this morning. We will not talk badly about him, though. The following week, then, we'll have Belmont and Snyder, as Adam Central and New Haven are also wrestling that night. But Belmont and Snyder will be on uh, the radio on WZBD. And then on Thursday, Rex, you and I will be at Adam Central as the Columbia City Eagles. Coach Colt brings his uh, crew to the hangar on Thursday the 16th, and then on Saturday we will be at Coach Lynn's place covering the pool play, and he has promised, he hasn't really promised, but we're going to put him on the spot, (laughs) that we might just get Adam Central versus Prairie Heights on the radio that morning. Selective seating is what we've asked for, and uh, Coach Lynn, we're talking about uh, Snyder. That'll be the first chance I get to see Al Capone uh, Vizi, and uh, give us your thoughts. And we've asked all the all the coaches that have come on in that Fort Wayne area. Uh, they say he's the real deal. Uh, he is the real deal. So I've kind of talked to some. I've never actually seen him wrestle, but um, I know Everett Green is a um, wrestles with him quite a bit at Indiana Tech, and I just talked to him over the weekend. So he's looking to do great things. I'm really excited to see him at the Al Smith, and with the with the possibility of some of the matchups he's going to get there. It's going to you be know having a kid coming as a freshman, right? Number two at 82 is just almost unheard of. Yeah, so it's kind of like Mason Paris style stuff going on right now. So it's exciting. It's exciting for our area in general too. So, so that, talking about that New Haven Ten Way that we've got in two weeks from yesterday. You said that Avon has been added in, so that's they're going to be their A team. Yes. Yep. And according to Indiana Matt, I also see Lakeland, Maconaqua, yeah, you guys, Prairie Heights, South Bend, Washington, Yorktown. Anybody else there that you're remembering? No, we're still looking. So right now it's at eight because we had a couple teams drop. We're going to try to add the two more teams if we, if we don't find you know fairly uh, good teams to do that. We'll just run it with eight and we'll just do, run our pools differently. Uh, we saw Lakeland. I saw Lakeland at Goshen, and uh, that Ben Miller is uh, Ben is, Miller's a good wrestler. He's I mean, the he's the real deal. Handed Gavin Davis a a loss from Belmont, his only loss of the year. Right. You're talking and, about a kid that could probably have been a multiple state qualifier by now. Anyway, it just hasn't happened for him. He's a great wrestler. So we're definitely looking forward to the next two weeks of wrestling. Uh, we'll take a break then between that New Haven Ten Way and the the Christmas holiday, but then we'll be back with. Al Smith Wrestling, our show, and then we'll have our selection show, our our bracket show for Team State, and then a week after that, we'll have the Team State tournament. We'll be live from Martinsville High School. We don't know what this is going to look like yet, but we know that for sure Belmont and Adams Central are going to be there, and South Adams and New Haven hope that they're going to be joining us. Have you found our inside track there to figure out what the accommodations are going to be like for us? I have not. I interviewed there in the fall of 2008. That's my last time I was in Martinsville, so I don't have a whole lot of connections. Do you know what an artesian is? It's a well. I, that's, that's about all I know about it. Or artisan, depending on how you talk about it. Oh, well, yeah. That's that might bread. Be tr- you can have some artisan beer or some artisan bread. They also have a good family-style restaurant there in Martinsville. Okay, well, maybe Barry can sell us some ads for that one place <laughs> as we lead up to... Uh, 
to Team State. Nice segue into ads. I'd like to thank all of our fine sponsors. Our title sponsor, Haggard, Sefton, Hershey, Zelt, uh, Funeral Home, along with uh, Ted Sperner Construction, the Brad Weber family, Fort Wrestling Facility, and the uh, sponsor of our podcast section is ready to start here in a few minutes, Defense Soap. Yeah, great show. I thank both of you guys for coming out. I know I just walked up to Coach Humble on Thursday and said, hey, you want to be on the show? And he said, absolutely, I would love to. And I uh, saw Coach Lynn again this morning and told him that uh, I was looking forward to having him on the show, and it was another great show as always. So with that, uh, we've wrapped up another edition of the Hager Sefner Hershey Zelda High School Wrestling Weekly. And uh, tune in next Sunday night at 7 o'clock for the same show. And with that, we're going to go into the podcast section. And thanks for tuning in. All right, Steve, we're in a podcast. Oh, you're still on. You're still on. This is like bonus We're just off the air now. Now you can really say what you think of AJ. So now when you tune into your podcast, you get He's to listen to yourself on a podcast. This is a little more free-flowing. Not as not as wild as Gorilla Radio. but no, not quite. I will tell you that our podcast is sponsored by Defense Soap. For years, Defense Soap has been trusted by wrestlers, coaches, and families to protect their athletes from the dangers associated with skin infection. Defense has always made a commitment to the wrestling community to make products that are safe and effective in the toughest of rooms. The feedback they receive from their loyal customers strengthens their purpose and drives them to fulfill different needs in personal care and hygiene. Defense Soap defend what you have built and we're going to give coach lynn a bottle of shower gel to share with whoever on his team is perhaps the smelliest or most in need of defense a lot of our kids are in need of defense (laughs) what kind of defense i don't know but thank you well guys uh we're getting into that exciting season i know everybody wants to get their first matches in and, and and get a feel for what their lineup looks like but uh South Adams, Belmont, New Haven, about the only team that hasn't wrestled yet is Adams Central and some of those football teams. But you're, you're kind of to the point now where you've had a chance to look at some of the guys in your lineup, and now you're starting to look at opponents, and you're starting to think about, okay, how can I move this lineup, that lineup? And I know Coach Lynn, I've already seen by looking at your, as I made the program for Tuesday, looking at your roster, you've had the ability to shuffle a few people here and there. You've got... Uh, I think in the one roster you sent me, you had somebody listed at 138, and he was at 152, and Doster's been at 120, and you've had a couple of different lineups. Uh, having 35 guys gives you that ability. Absolutely. That's one thing about numbers. Is you can, everybody, any coach should tell you that wrestling's about matchups if you want to win duels, especially against teams that are, you know it's going to be close with. So to have the ability to move kids up and down and uh, get them in the weight classes you think you can win or think you can hold off pins. And it's just a whole whole lot of stuff going on that I think a lot of people that don't know wrestling aren't um, familiar with. Let's, let's talk about the big matchup that night when the cousins wrestle each other, Giuliano Ocampo yeah, and right. uh, Isaiah Smedley. I believe they're. I think they're second cousins. I think they're second cousins. But I got uh, I got to brush up on my Ocampo family tree. To be real honest with you, <laughs> yeah. I, Marcus was my workout partner for a year, and I tell you what, uh, his older brother Peachy or David Ocampo. I mean that that family uh, started the anchoring of the uh, Belmont legacy that uh, Coach Humble talked about earlier. And I tell you what, those guys. They were great wrestlers, but they were good wrestlers because they were just mean. They were just mean. And you talk to them now, and they're just the nicest guys. But they're those guys, they, uh, Barry, you put them on a mat, and their whole attitude changes. They become, they become animals. So, Coach Lynn, I have a question for you, and, and this may be, may be too soft of a subject, but uh, last year when Belmont wrestled Penn, they absolutely got waxed. I mean, it was, it was bad. They came back from uh, 
COVID and they weren't ready and Penn was fired up and they just whooped Belmont. And, and Penn had kids from all over the country on that team. <laughs> they did. And I remember uh, one of the Belmont coaches talking to some of the Belmont kids and saying, hey, you know, the way they wrestled tonight, that's what we want to aspire to. So when I tell you that Belmont has beaten New Haven 56 times in a row, what, what, what's your message to your kids as you approach a match against a number one ranked Belmont team that you know, has, has beaten you guys every time for 50-some years in a row? How do you approach that match on, on Tuesday? Well, you know, I do. I take that the kind of David versus Goliath type of approach. You know, uh, the Lou Holtz type of approach, where you know a week before you're talking about there's no possible way you can win, and then you just kind of you get better and you work, you work out and you work them hard, and then you know by the day before it's like you know you guys might have a chance to win and get it in their heads, and and I think we can win some weights. Um, obviously, they're they're way better than us on paper. They're 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 better than us. You know. But if uh, we wrestle our best and, you know, maybe they're not on, on their best night, I think we got a shot to win quite a few weight classes. And, and I like some of our matchups. Barry, along those lines, I mean, your, your team was kind of chasing the Braves as well and got to the point where you got to the level that could compete with Belmont. I mean, you're in the same boat. I mean, when, when you started your program at Adam Central and started working that, is, what kind of mindset did you get to build those kids to say, someday we will be at their level? Well, I'm, I'm with Coach Lynn. Uh, the David Goliath is, is really important. As a small school competing against a big school, that's it. But I said, these guys have set the bar. And if we want to do well, we, we've got to be able to compete with them. And so, um, you know, finally being able to get into the Belmont eight-way was a big plus. And then when we got to wrestle them heads up as a duel, and it took a few few of those before we finally won one. But, it, you know, you got the crowd. You got the community. Uh, it was a talk of the town. It was Hopkins listed as the big event. And uh, you, you get to that point where you know you can compete. And you were, you were at those big events where we filled the Belmont gym, 3,200 people for a dual meet high school match. I mean, I wrestled in one of those. And uh, as my first varsity match, I come up against uh, – Jimmy Fichter, who is a sectional champion here for as a senior, and I wrestled him to a 2-2 tie no. in the gym. I mean, they used to have ties back then, and uh, it was a phenomenal thing. that, you, As a first time on the varsity mat wrestler, you're just sweating bullets, and uh, it's one of those things with that many people in a crowd. I mean, you either perform or you, you go home sad. Well, here, here's one on the other side, too. I remember we were wrestling. Our first win was in the Belmont gym, but it all came down to heavyweight. And our Billy Hatton was wrestled by far a better wrestler in Belmont's heavyweight. And, but for Belmont to win, they had to pin Billy. And Billy gave everything that he had out there. In fact, he conked out at the, as, the, as the match ended. Dr. Doan comes down there and does the smelling salts, and he comes around. The first words out of Billy's mat, did we win? And yes, we did win because he didn't get pinned. And, you know, it's that kind of a excitement that, um, that, that spurs you on because there's, there's kids talking at school about it. There's people in the community talking about it. I suspect there's probably some wagers going on on the side. A couple. <laughs> but, you know, the point of it is, is that's what made Adams County tough in wrestling. 
And, um, you know, when, when Bill Schultz and Tony Hyman went at it, you could have ran everybody out of the gym and charged admission, and everybody would have paid to come back in and see that match. So um, that's what, what's going to happen now. One of the things that I know at New Haven, um, you have to pick on those small things. And so when J Jimmy and I were coaching together, um, I had, I, I told these kids I had a, a, a Belmont hat, baseball just, cap that was given to me. I'll say something about that. I remember that. And um, I told them, we, were, we hadn't beat them in a duel, but I said we're going to be in the, in the conference tournament. And I said, I think we can beat them here. And I said... I wore that hat every day to practice. I said, if you guys don't want me to wear that hat anymore, you're going to have to win. And that day, Columbia City won. We were second. Belmont was third. And we went back to New Haven. Coach Lynn fired up a welding torch, and we burned the hat. <laughs> a little reminiscent of the uh, modern-day license plate that B.J. Ferrot used to drive around with yeah. for all those years for Team State. Some similar motivational things. But uh, I I'm really excited about... Um, the, the match on Tuesday. I know I'm really excited to see Easton wrestle, to see Juliana wrestle, and to get the Belmont team. Um, I've been lucky enough, this senior class that's just incredible at oh. Belmont, uh, I had uh, nearly every one of them in class for either three or still now a fourth year, uh, and uh, really close to my heart, and I'm just really excited for them to get a chance to wrestle four dual meets in front of family and friends and really showcase all the work that they've done over the last 15, 16 years as wrestlers, and, uh, and that all starts on Tuesday. So, Barry, back in the late 70s and 80s, those guys who were on those teams were probably some of my, my biggest arch rivals, but I tell you what, today, those guys are some of my best friends, you know, with uh, Mikey Grimaud, and you now I see Jack Birch all over the place, and I see Paul Wilder and those guys that we used to go against. I told you I saw a Zimmy in the, in the gas station, uh, Troy Zimmerman was there, and he told me that at the, back in those days, those guys were so scared of us that they just wanted to get pinned and get out of there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I remember the, the first, uh, first Adam Central uh, wrestler uh, to beat a Belmont wrestler in the sectional was uh, uh, Rick Feechter. And uh, he, he won, this, won the championship. And that kind of like opened the door. And that, that's... that's you know, that's the kind of competition you need. Um, we, we didn't necessarily in, was enthralled with Belmont, but we respected them enough to know that if we can get to this level, we're going to be okay. So uh, I had a lot of people say, well, do you wish that you were in a different sectional than Belmont? And I said, absolutely not. Because if we, we could follow either on each other's shirt tails all the way through the state tournament. And, you know, if, if we're wrestling a Belmont uh, kid again, that means that we're going on. <laughs> yeah, you knew it wasn't an elimination round yeah. because you were wrestling them. You know, we, tell, like, we told the story the night that Jimmy Troyer was on last year and Jimmy's last season. One of his first sectionals, he was working with Gary Geisler. I think he was working at Adam Central. And he showed, up for the, uh, he showed up for the match. And Leroy Stryker was a state trooper at the time. And Leroy showed up and he said, I'll be your escort for today. And he goes... What do I need a police escort for? And he said, you've never heard about this sectional, have you? And he said, no, I haven't. And he said, when I walked out to my car, I'm glad Leroy was with me. When I got in the car, when the match was over, he said, because that was the 
the most brutal sectional he'd ever imagined. And he refereed 50 years, and uh, it was one of his first. And he said that he could not believe the intensity of the people that were there watching the yes. match and the competitiveness that it was. Yes, absolutely. Those are good memories. That was it was that was a fun show last year when when we sort of sent him off. And we had we had eight, nine, ten officials here. We had Ed Krazy called in from Florida. I mean, a couple other guys called in, and uh, it was it was a great show. And that's that's the kind of thing that uh, we've been told that our show has really brought to people that that uh, they really enjoy that section of it, kind of reminiscing. And uh, you know, fifty years of officiating is something to talk about. And there was lots of guys here telling lots of stories that that night about Jimmy. So now looking at this year, you guys host a sectional, yeah, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember where you finished last year. Who won your sectional last year? Leo won our sectional. We were third. Okay, so you, there's been some big changes, obviously. Uh, I saw Rod Williams on, uh, it was either Wednesday or Thursday, at Belmont. He was selling class rings, <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I talked to him a little bit, and he said that uh, got to pay the bills, right, Rod? That's right. Uh, that you know things had changed a lot at Leo, but man, I saw a great Leo youth program today at your elementary duels. Uh, they had a young lady uh, in pigtails that just absolutely mopped the floor with one of our younger younger boys, and that kid walked off the mat going, "Man, where did she come from?" But uh, Leo's got a really strong program. Yeah, um, Coach Harris, Cam Harris, um, and the Woods brothers, I believe. Um, God, I forget his first name. He won a state title for Leo. Oh, Je- Justin? Yes, that's yes. right. So he's okay. there, and I believe his brother is as well. So they've, since they've taken over that, they've, I think they've placed in the top five in elementary duels multiple times, and they've got a good, solid program. And the girl you're referring to, I believe, is Coach Harris's daughter. Um, I could be wrong about that. It's one of the coach's daughters. Isn't that Woods boy the one that held the like bench press record? He bench pressed uh, like he was, 580 he pounds. Was, so it was just he was, he was like a tank. Amazingly strong. Funny story about that. Not really funny, but just we dodged him. I was assistant with Coach Humble, and we had a heavyweight Matt Chevron who was was a 215 pounder back then, probably about 200 pounds. Great wrestler. But he couldn't beat Justin Woods, and he couldn't beat um, the East Noble guy, which was the state finals that year. Derek Shire. Yes. He couldn't beat him, so we bumped him up, um, and he took on the behemoth heavyweight Belmont had Worm. Yeah. He was 200, Matt was 200 pounds. He won the conference. He won the sectional. Won the regional. Became New Haven's first semi-state qualifier. But it was all because couldn't beat Justin Woods, and we didn't want to wrestle him. So you just got to find the right path. Right. Yeah. There's a way to get there. You just got to find it. And he found it. So Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a... But anyway, yeah, they're doing a great job there at Leo with their with their elementary kids. I know uh, the last couple of years that Coach Williams was there, they struggled with overall numbers. But I feel like what I saw today, I have a feeling that within two or three years, and I know you mentioned DeKalb earlier, and to give them some credit, they were middle school conference champions yeah. last year, mm-hmm. correct? And yeah. if we're if we're talking about streaks, I think. Um, over the last five or ten years, Belmont's lost all of those streaks. They lost to Norwell two or three years ago. They lost to East Noble a couple of years. DeKalb, I think, is the one team in the conference yet that doesn't own a win over Belmont. But, man, looking at those teams and, and, and watching the middle school match last year, two or three years from now, you might be talking about a, a, a DeKalb win over, over a Belmont team. You know, the NE8 uh, changed, you know, when Leo came in and then also uh, Huntington North came in. Huntington North put a different spin on that, too, because – the Toysh brothers and some of those other guys that have made that program strong. I mean, that's, that's a nice fit for the NE8. 
Yeah, I, re I really like it. I like, I like the changes we've made. And we still see Carroll and we see Homestead during the course of the season now to Bill Kerbal, which is great. So we can still hit them because Homestead's a, a sectional team for us and we like to see them. But, yeah, it's, I like the fit. It fits better, you know, just by pure numbers standpoint anyway. Looking at the upcoming media guide, which is going to be on sale at the Snyder match, which we'll be broadcasting on WZBD. Get your, uh, your full informational guide for 10 bucks on the 14th, but uh, Belmont still with a 38-0 record against the Barons. That's, uh, that's one of those things where eventually, once they get a good enough team with some of those young kids in there, they're going to be gunning for Belmont. I'm going to ask Coach Humble, who's coached for 50 years, uh, would you ever think you would have seen a female wrestler in the media guide right with the boys, just like that? <laughs> I will give a shout-out, talking about the, the, the female wrestlers, I will give a shout-out to Coach Myers, who has really gone out of his way to include both Andrea and Trinity. If you look at the picture that he had taken for the front of it, and maybe you've seen it in the, oh, yeah. Yeah. if you've seen it on the billboard outside of the high school, yeah. uh, the girls are right in there, and one of the big things that he did, and uh, I really appreciate it, and he, he may get embarrassed that I tell him this, but um, he made a change to our media guide and listed the girls' matches as varsity wrestling matches. Um, previously, the media guide had listed them as, as JV matches, but all of the matches that they've been wrestling against other girls are now listed. That is their varsity record. And uh, I think just little things like that to really make the girls feel like, uh, I think when we look back on it 60 years from now, talking about 60 years from today, I know you're not going to be here, Rex, but that's okay. I will. Bar uh, Barry and I won't be here. <laughs> I think when we look back on it and we, we know that 20 years from now, the girls wrestling is going to be a sanctioned sport and they're going to have their own championship. They're going to have their own tournament. I think we're going to look back on some of these girls who were the very first pioneers in all of these different high school programs, and we're going to realize that what they did, that they really went out on a limb and, and put themselves out there, did a sport that they didn't have any background on, they didn't have a whole lot of experience on, they didn't have anybody to help them, they didn't have teammates, but they went out and, and did it anyways. And I, I did a feature on the, the two girls in our, our paper a couple weeks ago, and I asked the girls, do you feel like you're pioneers? And they just, no, we, we just want to wrestle. And I think that says a lot about a lot of these girls who are new to the sport. They just want to go out and compete. You know, back when I was at uh, New Haven, um, this was even before... Uh, Jimmy came, um, I had a girl wanted to come out for wrestling. And uh, she was a soccer player. And uh, so my approach was, I said, you need to bring your mother to a practice. I want her to see what goes on here. And her mother came and she watched for a while. And I said, are you okay with this? And she said, absolutely. She said, uh, uh, my girl's rough and mean and tough and soccer and, and she can handle this. So I said, hey, that's, that's okay. So then the issue was, can we find, you know, if a, a guy is going to be willing to practice with her, but they were, and, uh, but she was our third string 119 pounder. So we're going over to uh, Bishop Dwinger for a super duel, and um, our varsity guy was out for an injury, and our JV kid uh, had a church outing, and so she was the only one left. And I, 
And so I asked my assistant, were you, you going to be okay? He said, sure, we'll take her along. Maybe they get. So, so she wrestled five times that day. The first four times were against uh, um, guys. Uh -huh. And uh, I'm not sure she got out of the, sec you know, the second period. The last match, we're going against Frankton, and the guy says, hey, I've got a girl. And so we got two girls going out there, and my guys were at the edge of the mat yelling and screaming, and um, our young lady pinned the Frankton girl. And they go ecstatic. You know, they were putting her up in the air and everything. So it happened so that the, that very next week, the school had their winter sports rally in front of all the students. And so I had a trophy made up for this young lady that said um, the first uh, female varsity winner in the history of New Haven. And I presented it to her in front of the entire student body. And I said, I want to honor this young lady, but I also want to tell you, all of you young men out there that thought you were too busy or you were too cool or whatever crummy reason you had to get, this lady won it. And because uh, I wanted to kind of set them a little bit in, the, in their, their place. We were very, very proud of her. So when Coach Lynn came along, we started going down to uh, Cathedral High School for a Super Duel at the end of the season. And Culver Military was down there. And um, they had a young lady who was wrestling on their team. And for three years in a row, I put my best kid in those lower weights out there on the mat, and we went 0-3 against her. But she also was an Olympic wrestler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And it, it's been fun to watch the sport grow on that end with the girls. I know, like I, we mentioned earlier, you guys have had some great success at the girls state you had the pair of sisters who were up in the upper weights um you had alex martz yep. who did really well for a couple of years and uh i know that uh, talking about andrea hernandez and trinity coin the transformation of of how they've been viewed in belmont's program and even amongst their teammates they come in and right now they're wrestling a girls only schedule but Coach Myers has them come, you know, when he talks to them at the beginning of a practice, he'll go through, you know, Andrea did this, Trinity did that. They avenge the loss, and, and the boys cheer just as much as they do for any of their teammates. And that's something that everybody's had to learn mm -hmm. in a lot of situations. And they, they've come to learn that that is worth respecting. And I think as the sport grows and as we eventually get to a point where we're sanctioning things, I think that's going to that's gonna continue for sure. Rex is just enthralled by the information contained in this book. I'm, I'm going through the media guide, and uh, I've seen how many pictures of me have made it in there. One of <laughs> that's, an old, that's an old copy. That's only the first or second edition. Okay. We're, we're, on, we're on third proof now. Did I make any more pictures in there? Yeah, you've got, you got a brand new picture of you. Yes. Well, you ought to. You have a nice scrapbook at home. I do. I still have your scrapbooks. That's, that's he has a stack of scrapbooks this high of mine. And I was like, where'd those? Oh, that's right. Dane's still got my scrapbook. So my dad was a uh, wonderful amateur photographer that took thousands of rolls of 35 millimeter film that we don't nobody even knows what that is anymore but i have pictures uh, that's one of the nice things i have about we didn't have videotape back in those days they didn't have any motion pictures at the time that that we could watch ourselves wrestle but uh uh photos are are great to have for those old memories because you know i've been out uh, oh, 42 43 years now it just seems like yesterday i was wrestling against you right coach right <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Well, one last topic that I wanted to talk about with Coach Lynn does involve girls wrestling, and that is 
as we talk more and more about things getting sanctioned and, and things going off on their own, Juliana Ocampo is an interesting case because she is wrestling a boy's schedule this year. And what we understand to be the case is, is that when it is sanctioned, then it's going to separate the two sports. Do you have thoughts on that? Is that going to be a negative for the Olympic level, international level girls in our state? And how do, do you know anything about how other states handle that? Or do you think that that's just something that, that, that the wrestlers are going to have to work around and, and go forward through? Well, I think absolutely it's going to be a detriment to someone like Juliano Campo, who has, you know, Olympic aspirations and, and can beat 90% of the boys at her weight class in the state that, you know, if, if I believe if they're capable to do it and they want to, obviously, and um, then I think they should be allowed to just to, it's going to better their chances to, because, you know, no disrespect to most of the girls in the state, but they can't wrestle with her and it would be, I'm not going to say waste of time, but she's she's not going to get better at those tournaments versus um, girls of a lesser talent versus wrestling the boys, where you know she can she can push herself and and uh, and, and get better and, and reach her goals. So, yeah, and I'm not exactly sure how other states do it, um, and I'm all for sanctioning girls wrestling. I think that's a great great idea, but I think there's got to be some kind of leeway, some kind of loophole where where a girl could still wrestle a boy's schedule if they choose to. And and I'm sure there's 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 other girls out there that want to do the same. I know I know Heather Kroll is is a good girls wrestler this year and and, and I know there's um Mackenzie Smith and and those girls are probably willing to do the same thing Juliano Campo is ready to do. And I think they'll probably draw a line. You make your decision. You're going to wrestle boys schedule or girls yep. schedule and then they wouldn't let you cross over in for the girls tournament series. Yep. Nope, that's and I think that's 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 a good that's a good place to put it and you know they make they make the choice and I, and I think that most of the girls that would make that choice are the type of girls that you know are looking to push themselves and be collegiate wrestlers and 2 weeks ago we gave Dane an assignment to call and talk to the commission and ask him you know where that's at and he's Instead, it's supposed to be lined up instead, with guests. Instead, I sent out an inflammatory tweet and got a good stern talking to by the IHSAA, but <laughs> that's, beside, that's beside the point. You had a stern talking to. I got a stern talking to by the IHSAA about, about my, my tweet, but uh, you know, my, you know, my point still stands. You know, Twitter is the, censored sometimes. The IHSAA is, is going around this year celebrating 50 years of Title IX and the, the strides that they've made. This is the 50th volleyball tournament and all those types of things. And I, I simply replied to one of their celebratory tweets saying that instead of, you know, talking about doing this for 50 years, take the next step. Let this 50th anniversary, let Indiana make that be the anniversary. And, and, and to go out on a limb and, you know, they kind of hid behind a little bit of their, of their rules and their processes. But you know what? People who are around this sport and go to these tournaments, and Coach Lynn, you've been to those regionals and the states uh, tournaments for the girls. You know that it's ready, and, oh, and no, it's just absolutely ready. It's about yep. opening the door and letting all of those girls go through it. And I know that I've heard a couple of people say, "Well, so do you want to have a state tournament where you know the the girls are wrestling at Bankers Life?" Absolutely. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't care if it's regional level, Maconaqua. Uh, I know. T- buddy of mine, we, we joke about some of the, the, the level of wrestling that's there, but you, you, you've got you've to let them have their, their time. You've got to commit. 
And anybody who, you know, would look back at, okay, let's take a look at the 1972 high school volleyball state championships for the girls. Or let's look at the 1967 Indiana High School girls basketball tournament. It probably wasn't that high level of, a, of, of basketball or volleyball, but there had to be a starting point. And I'm sure people back then laughed about it, that there was going to be a state tournament and that they were going to give, these ki- that they were going to give those girls uh, state titles and trophies and that they were going to get all of those things. Uh, they're going to say the same thing about wrestling when we get there, but 20, 30 years from now, it's going to be on the exact same level. You know, the, the level of wrestling for girls is elite you know when you watch I, I watched almost all of the female freestyle matches in the olympics just because the quality of wrestling it, it's not a female wrestler it's a wrestler i mean their their technical level is incredible and um it's not like indiana would be the first date to sanction what, what do they say that's like so there's like over 30 there's 30. over 30 states who have who have already gone there, so you so. could have been a trendsetter and been the first in the country to be sanctioned girls no you're going to be 31 or 32 Hopefully, well, hopefully we're not the last. I know in my interview with Andre and Trinity, uh, I did ask them about, you know, are you disappointed that you didn't get to wrestle for an official IHS? And they said they, they were. Yeah, they, of course they, they want it to be considered official. When we talk about team state, we can talk about it as much as we want. We talk about how much you love it and I love it and the radio station loves it and everything, but it doesn't have that IHSAA seal of approval. And for us in the wrestling community, it doesn't matter. But for people outside, they're like, oh, that's just an open tournament that you're in. It's the same thing for the girls. It's, oh, you know, it's, it's on a Friday night. You know, how important is it? Those types of things. As soon as the IHSAA puts their stamp and the commissioner's there and they're given IHSAA medals, I, I think it, it explodes even more than it's exploded in the last two or three years. Great talk with uh, both these coaches. Uh, we're, our podcast section has come to an end. I'd like to thank Steve Rouse for sticking around and running a podcast section for us. And uh, usually Dave Nathan's pretty good about getting this up within a day or so. So uh, you guys want to listen to this, tune in to the uh, WZBD podcast page. Pull that up. You can listen to it. Also, our friends, uh, Joe Caprino at uh, com puts that out there. And uh, once again, I'd like to uh, wish the best to Mike Reiser, who was uh, involved in a pretty bad accident a few weeks ago. And uh, his kids are back back home again and uh, we wish them all the best yeah and mike's going to join us i think next week as a as a call-in guest he was actually scheduled to talk with us last week but uh yeah we wish him the best and and hopefully everybody in his family recovers healthily so with that there's another section of the uh haggard septa hershey zelt high school wrestling weekly in the can talk to you next week